0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. My name is Jared Mizerek, and today we are back with another interview. I'm joined by Leah Nelson from Iowa State Softball. Leah, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to get to hear your story here in a little bit. But before we get to that, Iowa State collegiate career, You know, when did you first pick up a bat? When did you first pick up a glove and, you know, start playing the sport of softball?
1: Yeah, it's definitely something I've always done. My parents got me um, into T-ball when I was when I was really little. Um, And it's just something I really, really enjoyed. Uh, It started off with just getting to hang out with friends and um just hang out with uh new girls that I was meeting um and then it got into a really competitive sport that I loved and then it just took took off and and here I am playing uh college softball
0: outside of you know playing softball did you play any other sports throughout your years
1: yeah I definitely played everything I could uh In high school, I was doing like track, cross country, volleyball, basketball, um, obviously softball. Um, And softball was, to be honest, the last sport I ever thought I'd be uh, playing in college. Um, I'm a basketball family. And so I always thought I'd play basketball and then run track and then nothing. And then softball just happened to um, work out. So I'm really thankful for that
0: you know talking about that high school experience you had a lot of team success um pretty much the only thing that you could have done more was win a fourth state title with your team you guys got three what was that experience like
1: uh yeah it was it was awesome um so in Iowa you can play 5 years of um softball and so when i when in my first year we had a brand new um head coach. So that was really intimidating. Um he was super intense. Uh, but he pushed us and uh, we were really successful and it it just made the sport so much more fun and it it showed me uh how awesome softball can be. And I think it just helped uh show that like I definitely wanted to play at the next level.
0: Now just kind of backtracking for a second, you know, you talked about track, softball and track are those the same season.
1: Yes. Well, so luckily softball um, in Iowa is in the summer, but for track, we would make it to state a lot. So I would miss the first couple games and practices of softball. But um, my coach was super understanding. I obviously had to um, really work my way back into the starting lineup, um, but he was super understanding. uh, And honestly, track helped me so much in softball already. So he wasn't too mad that um, I'd miss a couple, a couple games.
0: As you mentioned, you're from Iowa, you stayed in state, you went to Iowa State, what all went into that decision?
1: Yeah, well, I grew up a Hawkeye, um, as horrible as it sounds to say, but um, yeah, my brother went to Iowa, a couple of my cousins went to Iowa, and um, I knew that's not what I wanted to do, it was too close to home, it was only about 45 minutes, so I knew I wanted to go a little further. Um, and Iowa State has a great journalism program. Uh, and so that kind of sold my decision. And it was a bigger school. I wanted a like a big football school. Um, uh, so that definitely helped. And then obviously they have a great softball program. Um, I knew a couple other girls from my area were going here. Um, so that kind of helped my decision as well.
0: You wanted a big football school. so when you know Iowa State and Iowa play for the Cyhawk Trophy, who are you cheering for?
1: Oh, obviously Iowa State. Obviously. I never hear the end of it from my brother though, because he's a Hawkeye. And so um it's really big rivalry. He'll he says he'll cheer for Iowa, um, except when they're playing Iowa State softball. All
0: right. Practice wise, you know, when you're getting your skills down, what would you say is your favorite and least favorite things to practice?
1: so my favorite is base running that has always been my all-time favorite um part of softball um i just feel the most confident in it uh and that's what i do a lot um here at iowa state so base running is like my favorite um my least favorite oof that's tough because honestly it's nothing's horrible but i would say sometimes hitting off of live like with off of machines um our coaches set them to be like really difficult. Obviously they want practice to be harder than a game. Um, and so it's the worst when you go up there and you're just swinging and missing and, you know, your confidence kind of goes down a little bit, but then you're so prepared for the game. So I understand why they do it. It's just not the best. all the time.
0: You love base running. You had a number of stolen bases last year. Um, I believe the number was 11. Um, what, what goes into effectively stealing a base? You know, what are you looking for, when do you know it's time to go?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I just have to have like really good reads. Um, I'm practicing my lead offs really aggressive. Um, we try to do like uh, maybe like a delayed lead a little bit, so then you're all in one motion. You're not squaring up to the catcher or the pitcher at all. Um, and the second I kind of see the ball is is a is dropping a little bit. Um, I just take off um because that's usually going to go in the dirt. Um, and then the catcher has to pick it. So definitely good reads, good jumps. Um, it's all also super important to get a good jump out of the box because um sometimes you can make singles into doubles. And so that's that's honestly the best.
0: One of the more, you know, underrated parts of softball is the dugout, you know, softball is known for having those chance and having the fun when you're not necessarily in the field of play, you know, how important is having a good presence in the dugout?
1: Yeah, something that's really important to me is that I wanted to make a change on our team, whether I was playing or not. Um, Because I know like the girl, like girls will always have your back. And so if I don't make the starting lineup that day, or I'm not, you know, um, playing, I I have to make a change. um, And that's the dugout and honestly you have no idea how amazing the dugout can be like if they're cheering and you're on the field uh sometimes it just makes the game like that much more fun um so I try my hardest to really be a leader in the dugout and there's so many things you can do with not just cheering like you can pick a change up um you can yell that the runner's going so the catcher can you know throw her out so there's so many things you can do and um the best thing about our team is that they really um understand that. and um they always give credit to the dugout. Um and it's the dugout is just as important as the girls on the field. Um and that's something I love about Iowa State and something that they teach um to all the girls that come in.
0: I'm gonna take you back to a moment from last year. In the first round of the big twelve championship, you scored the tying run in the bottom of the seventh against Baylor. You guys eventually went on to win that game. You know, can you describe that emotion of, you know, put that tying run and then eventually seeing that tying run turn to the winning run. What was yeah.
1: that? Um, I was, I was super pumped. Um, usually I kind of know when I'm a, when I'm going to run either coach pink um, kind of gives me a heads up or I just kind of know the people that I run for. And um, one of the girls got on and I was like, I'm going in for sure. Um, so yeah, I got the steel sign. Um, I was super confident, but I was a little stressed because we paid, played, played, Baylor on uh earlier that year um and their catcher threw me out um on a steal so I was like I'm getting her this time um so just head down I had a good read they ended up replaying um my steal at second um so I'm not gonna lie that was a very nerve-wracking minute or so (laughs) waiting for them to come back but they ruled it safe which was exciting um and then when I got onto third um I knew in my head I'm always checking the outfielders um you know checking the catcher she threw kind of a pass ball a little bit, um, didn't get super far um, out of the catcher's hand. And I was like, if she does it again, I'm going. Um, and she did it again. So uh, I just had a really good read, got in there. Oh, and it was so hype. I I watched that video a lot. Um, I just kind of screamed, was so excited. Uh, the whole team had my back. And then I knew from then on we were going to win. And it was just really exciting because Big Twelves is um, single elimination. So we had to put it all out there to win.
0: I'm going to take you to a more recent memory, um, the Oklahoma game, something that a lot of people dream of whenever they play baseball, softball, as a little kid, you know, a home run. You got cheers. What was that experience like, you know, from the moment it went off the bat to seeing it go over the wall to rounding third base and seeing your teammates all there waiting for you? Take me through that.
1: I'm not going to lie. It was very emotional. Um, I've never been like this huge home run hitter, but it's always something on your bucket list, especially in college softball. So it's always something in the back of my head that I wanted to accomplish, but I just wasn't sure if I was going to do it. Um, I bought a lot, um, single a lot. So it was just something that I was hoping for but when I went up to bat I was actually planning on bunting but there were two outs so I was just like you know what what do I have to lose Um, I'll just hit away it's Oklahoma Um, she was a really good matchup for me Um, uh, I was liking her pitches so I was pretty pumped uh, and then when she threw me that ball I was like all right let's just swing away as hard as I can and Honestly, right off the bat, I thought it was just going to, you know, go to the warning track. And then while I was running to first, I was kind of like, oh, maybe that could go over. Like, wouldn't that be pretty amazing? And then I was I was rounding first. I was like, oh, my gosh. I got really emotional. Um, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was pretty pumped. It was off number one Oklahoma, uh, their best pitcher. And we had a – I think we had a record-breaking crowd that day. So, um, you know, everything was amazing. And then when I saw all my teammates come out – they were probably more than half the girls were crying, which was really inspirational. Just because um, they know I put in so much work, I've always wanted to um, hit a home run, and it was just really incredible. People are still talking about it, which is really fun. And then just all the love support they gave me—it was—it was it a was, uh, something I'll remember forever.
0: You mentioned that Oklahoma was number one. You know, the Big Twelve has some phenomenal softball teams. What's it like getting to play in the conference? That's so you know great at winning and always has people towards the top.
1: It's honestly like surreal because when you're little, those are the teams you're watching on, on your TV. You know, I I grew up watching Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Texas, and, and to be able to now play against these teams is, is incredible. And I never take it for granted. Every time I step on the dirt, um, I'm just so excited and my teammates love it. And honestly, I feel like sometimes we play better softball when we're playing that, kind of competition. Um, and it brings a lot of attention to women's softball, which I'm super passionate about. I'm always trying to um, open the door for other people and to show people that women's softball needs to be put on the map. So um, especially would say softball needs to be put on the map. So um, it's pretty incredible to be able to play those teams. And um, it's a blast.
0: You mentioned that, you know, trying to be a, ga- a gateway for women's sports softball. I know one of the things I saw was uh, the Barstool page posted, "What are we gonna do now that it's spring?" And you were like, "Hello, hey, we're here." <laughs> you know what? What do you have to say about promoting women's sports? And what would you be your message there?
1: Honestly, it's just like invest in women's sports because it is some of the most insane moments, um, and women are just so confident and powerful and passionate about what they do, um, and we just if more people support it then you know more people will watch um and it's becoming more of a household thing like the woman's like march madness insane so many people were watching it more than the men's um and same with the world series uh for women as well so it's just incredible but it starts with like you know, those little tweets, like when people are disrespecting, you know, women's sports, it just hits like it kind of nags at me. And I have to say something. I can't, I can't keep my mouth quiet because when I don't say something, then it's just going to be swept under the rug. But I try to stand up for, you know, women's sports as, but as much as I can, because um, it's pretty inspirational and we all want to be role models for little kids. So um, that's just what we're, what we're trying to do
0: some great memories have obviously come with, you know, the sport of softball. We talked about your high school career and some of the good memories that came with college softball. But if you had to pick one or two, you know, what would you say are some of your favorite memories throughout your whole entire career?
1: Man. Um, Well, okay. If I were to pick one from like high school and one from um, college, I mean, for high school, it'd definitely be winning the state tournament my senior year. Um, that was a very um, emotional time as well. We put in so much work and um, the girls, the other seniors that I played with um, were so amazing. And to just be able to end my college career on a, or my high school career on a win is pretty incredible. Um, college, there's so many, so many fun memories. Um, but I'd say one of my favorite was beating Iowa in the Cyhawk game last year to clinch the um, CyHawk trophy, which is pretty incredible because obviously I grew up an Iowa fan. Um, but that was one of the most fun games because we had so many people come out. We had the whole wrestling team, basketball team, uh, soccer team. Like there was just so much support from other Iowa State um, athletes. So it was just, it was a blast. And to be able to be Iowa felt pretty good.
0: Switching from the you know, athlete portion of student athlete to the student portion. You mentioned that, you know, journalism, that's something that you're studying. You know, what what do you want to do with that come post college, post softball?
1: Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of uh a lot of things I would love to do. Um, I definitely think I want to stay in sports. Um I wouldn't mind being like a sports reporter or something in social media. Um right now I have a podcast actually as well, um, called from the other side and we talk about women's athletics. So if I could, uh, find a way to keep supporting, um, women in sports, that would be pretty incredible.
0: That's really cool that you've got the podcast yourself. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going along with that, sticking with the student portion, you know, you've made it on the academic all big 12 team and, I know it's not necessarily the thing that everyone puts in their highlight reel, but that's a a big part of being a student athlete. And so how are you able to, you know, balance your school and your your social life and your sport and everything all together?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's definitely difficult. Um, It took some adjustment, but in my mind, like I came here uh, to be a student first. Um, I picked Iowa State because of the journalism program and then softball came after that. Um, and I've just always been really passionate about my grades and, um, it's something that I pride myself on. And so I knew if I was going to, you know, get to play softball, uh, I was really going to have to work to make sure I was getting good grades. Um, it's another thing that I wanted to bring to the team. Um, I didn't want, you know, the coach to have to come to me and be like, come on Leah, you need your grades up. Um, I wanted to be able to handle my business on and off the field. And I'm a strong believer that if you handle the little things off the field, then when you come on the field, uh, everything will be a little easier. So um, I definitely uh, practice that a lot. And, you know, the good grades came.
0: You still have part of the season to play out here this year. What goals do you have for the rest of that, both individually and as a team?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, we definitely want to make postseason. That's always the goal. But at the end of the day, we're just really trying to embrace and enjoy all of our last, uh, especially the senior class. I mean, this is the last time that I'll I'll play softball, and so um, I'm trying to just enjoy every little moment I have with the team, whether that's you know morning practice or traveling on like an eight hour bus ride or playing a top ten team. Um, no matter what it is, I'm just trying to enjoy it um, and and really have a blast my my last couple of weeks, I guess
0: whether it's, you know, the sport of softball or just life in general, who would you say are some of your role models?
1: Uh, Definitely. Well, Sammy Williams was one of my role models coming in. She uh, played at Iowa State. She's a couple of years older than me. First team All-American and she just did life right. She uh, handled her business off the field. Um, Great student, very well-respected. I just really looked up to her. And so um, she's someone that I've always wanted to be like but also I'd say my big brother uh he honestly paved my way I always wanted to be like him and he helped me make every big decision um or little decision as well like I didn't know if I wanted to go out for track and he was like you need to go out for track and that ended up helping me in all my other sports and tells me to run for student council and to start a podcast and do all this stuff um so he kind of gives me that push that I need um that confidence boost so yeah I would definitely say him as well
0: I'm sure you don't have too much free time, especially right now when you're in season. But, you know, if you do have free time, what can I find you doing? What would you say are some of your hobbies?
1: Um, I'm definitely making TikToks. That's one of my f- favorite things to do. Um, I just I- I've always enjoyed it. And so I'll definitely be doing that. Um, Or I'm taking naps. I could take a nap anywhere, anytime, whether it's five minutes or three hours. So if I have some free time, I'm definitely laying down, taking a nap um yeah that's pretty much it making tiktoks and taking naps
0: sounds like a good way to spend your free time um i got one last question here for you you know if you had a piece of advice that you would give to either you know a young kid looking to first pick up a bat or you know someone looking to make that next jump to the you know collegiate level what would you tell them
1: i would probably say Everything happens for a reason. Just breathe. Uh it's it's hard when, you know, softball is a sport of failure. So it's definitely hard when things aren't going your way. Um, but you can't live in that moment because that is just such a like brief time that will pass. Um and you have to realize that everything happens for a reason. Like. I would not be where I am today if I didn't believe that, Um, you know, when, when my decision making was come, like when I was figuring out where I was going to go to school and I decided Iowa state, it literally seemed like some crazy decision. I was like, there's no way this is going to work out. Um, You know, just insane. But here I am four years later and I'm like, that was the best thing that that could have ever happened to me. Um, And if I wouldn't have believed that there was some you know, rhyme or reason to that decision that I made, um, then, you know, who knows what would have happened. But, but yeah, everything's happened for a reason. Just take a deep breath. It might seem like the end of the world, but you know, it, there's, there's good that there's good, that's going to come out of
0: it. All right. A great piece of advice there. And, you know, like I said, that was the last question we had for you. So once again, you know, I do want to tell you, you know, thank you for coming on tonight and talk with me and getting to hear your story.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was it was a blast. It was fun to kind of reminisce about high school days as well.
0: Of course, you know. With that, with that being said, uh, I'm going to hit us with an outro here. And for Double FM Sports, my name is J R Misurak, and I am signing off. Hey guys, Ethan J R. Thank you for listening to this episode of Double FM Sports. J R is now going to talk about a partnership we've recently started with Made by Live. Made by Live is a local clothing design brand here in my college town Morgantown, West Virginia. They make shirts with some of your favorite West Virginia athletes on them for a bargain of a price. Be sure to head over to the Instagram at made.by.live with two V's today. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode and make sure to check Made by Live out.